I'm Cray Beaumont Flynn. Welcome to Beyond the Design, a show that gives you a peek behind the curtain of the design industry and shares the stories of those that are the driving force behind it. Well, today we have multi-talented Gunta Sandmeyer with us. Welcome, Gunta, and thank you for so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Craig. So tell us all about you. Oh, goodness. Who is Gunta? <laughs> Who is Gunta? Well, um, let's see, where do I start? Well, just what I know you're an interior designer, but yes. you do so much more than just being an interior designer. I am an interior designer. I also, um, well, I do real estate as well. Um, probably more interior design than real estate these days. Um, I'm a mom. I am uh, originally from Latvia, so I'm an immigrant in the United States. So I guess you could say that. Um, let's see. <laughs> so what, what drive, being a mom, what drives you in your profession to be interior designer and all that you do and keep busy and also be a mom? Well, um, well, <laughs> I guess, first of all, I'd like to see for my, for my children to see that um, I set a good example for them. And to me, setting a good example is probably living a, I'm going to say busy life, but living a life that has purpose. Um, that would be one thing. And, um, you know, other things that drive me are probably the desire to be creative, to desire to do things, to desire to experience things. So um, to me, interior design profession is something that kind of gives me all of it, really. Mm -hmm. So and it keeps your creative mind flowing. Yes, creativity. <laughs> um, it also, you know, I think I have figured out how to pay my bills with that. So that's <laughs> like a really exciting part. <laughs> So when, you, when you're working on a project, do you have a vision you want to accomplish? Or is it more of the creativity that you want to implement into the project? Well, um, I think definitely vision, but I want to accomplish, number one. That's the driving force behind it. But then um, you utilize your creativity to get there. Um, I... You know, I do have that ability that maybe some people don't when I walk into a space. Of course, we're always laughing that we walk into a space and, and we, are, we are redesigning yes. it yes. immediately the moment we see it. Exactly. We are redesigning <laughs> it. But I kind of do that. I have, you know, I have to say, I have to confess. But um, it is absolutely satisfying to me to see new construction, a beautiful home created in a place where there wasn't anything before. I think it's like, when you really think about it, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. You created something out of nothing. Right. Uh, or out of a lot of ideas and a lot of effort from many people. Um, same thing in the remodels or really any kind of space redesign. Um, you can go into a space that was built in the 70s and it needs major updates and then you know six months later it's absolutely gorgeous so to me that is really you know it just gives me so much satisfaction mm -hmm. honestly that's what really drives me I, I would say so what creatively inspires you to test the waters and take risk in your in your visions and implementing and installing in various projects that you do um i think i like the challenge so the more challenging something yeah. is, a lot of times, that's what drives me. Of course, it's the art. It's, um, I can't deny that I'm not, in, you know, of course I am inspired by things that uh, I see out there in magazines, online, and everywhere else. Um, you know, that's definitely a big factor. I think that another thing that really drives me is the possibility of what it could be. Mm -hmm. If I see something and I know in my mind it can be so much better, then that's what drives me. Um, but as far as what inspires me, um, I don't, did you ask me what inspires me? Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> yeah. well, what inspires you creatively? Yeah, you know? um, I would say probably just, um, uh, probably creating something. I don't know that it's really what inspires me, but my, goal is to create something that feels nice that 
looks nice, that functions well. So, and the creativity and the inspiration can come really from any source, right. from travel, from literature, from uh, something in history, from the museum exhibit. I mean, it could be so many different things. Uh, something I saw five, 10, 20 years ago sometimes. Right. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it could be anything. But I think my mind is always working. That's a thing that it's like, if I see no, something, it's like, <laughs> yes, my, it's hard for me to shut my mind off. I, I hear you, sister. I, I know how that is. So when you were a little girl in Latvia, yes. is, this, is this where you thought, well, is this where you thought you would be? Is this where you wanted to be at this stage in your life? Or did you actually have aspirations to do something else? Um, or were you always artistic and creative? You know, I always was fascinated with how other people lived. I don't know why, but I always, like when I look back and I, you know, I think I was so interested in seeing how people go about their daily life. Mm -hmm. So even when you go <laughs> go walking at five or six o'clock at night and it's uh, the lights come on in the houses, right. to me, it's like really interesting to Who see what people, what are <laughs> how, you know, how they live and what's inside their homes. So that's one thing. But no, I've, I love being creative, but no, I was always a very good student and I was much more uh, focused on academics and uh, I don't think that my parents or my family view the creative career as anything that <laughs> should pay? be considered. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, getting a law or a business degree was probably something that was encouraged. Over. That was their aspirations, yeah. Well, they, they really did not have aspirations. I mean, we lived, you know, growing up in Latvia, though, you have to also realize it was Soviet Union. It was 1970s and 80s, and it was... Soviet Union. Very so and we very... all lived in apartments for the most part. Uh, we had, you know, we, but we, well, we didn't have anything at the same time. We had all this opportunity to be creative. I mean, we had people that fixed their own cars and we had uh, people that uh, made our, you know, their own clothes, like me, like when I was about 15, 16, and you go into a store and there's right. nothing fashionable to buy. Well, we still wanted to look good. We still wanted to uh, be interesting. Correct. Stand so, out and create your yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. So I did go to the fabric store. I knew how to sew. I knew how to do things. So I absolutely made my own clothes. I... Um, <laughs> I made the patterns, I made, uh, you know, everything. So you do have that good part about growing up there, which is that you are able to make things out of nothing, basically. Well, it kind of motivates you in that, I think, direction, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Of course, there was no internet, first of all. And secondly, it was Soviet Union. So we had very limited options right, with right. what we could do, but still, we still wanted to be creative. We still wanted to express ourselves. We still wanted to dress fashionable, if, you know, fashionably. So making custom clothes was something that we did. So to this day, though, that really helps me, I think, in what I do now is that I know how things are made. Mm -hmm. What I find a lot of times really interesting is that a lot of people have no clue how no, things correct. are made. So whether it's window treatments or pillows or bedding or anything really that comes down to that's actually custom made, I can see, I can see the stitching, I can see if it's done right, I know that if it's done, you know, if it has the more of a tailored mm -hmm. features in a piece of furniture right. versus non, so you understand all that. You know what it takes to create something, and you exactly. know, being upholstery is a good example because you know all the, the intricacies of yes. making it happen, so just designing it or uh, providing a, a essence of the, the design. You know, you know all the inner workings, which is, I think is unique. Yeah. A lot of designers, I don't think, have that, uh, that knowledge, you mm -hmm. know? No, they don't. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I went back to take actual formal design classes and uh, um, all the courses that I needed for design actually in, in my early, that was late 30s. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, all the new crop of the new young girls that they're right. really in the classes, they really did not know any of, they did not have any of those skills. So that was kind of interesting did, to see. Did you sew with by hand or did you no, use a machine? I do both. Both, wow. Yeah, I don't do it too, like, I don't do much <laughs> of it these days. I'm too busy, but I can, I certainly could if I needed to. Yeah, yeah but it also doesn't intimidate you. When right. you see things, you can, you know that it could be built. Maybe you don't do it yourself. Maybe you have someone who actually specializes in that. Big. You have do, the knowledge. You understand how right. it's put together. Same thing goes with carpentry and everything else. Mm -hmm. You have so. to know all the intricacies and you know the details, especially yes. to work with the workrooms when those those quite odd questions come mm -hmm. up. I guess. And, uh, you know, also another thing. Growing up in Latvia, though, in Latvia, though, we were we have culture all around us. So, and we had. We had incredibly and creative people all around us, and a lot of it was the kind of traditional crafts that were produced in mm -hmm. the region that I come from. But um, so it was very normal part of life, being creative, being doing things, right. and whether it's arts or crafts or music, any of that. So, how do you incorporate, or do you incorporate? growing up in Latvia into what you do now as a, as a designer and a creative person? Uh, <laughs> well, apart from kind of the very, being very practical about things, which I think comes from that. That's very important. Yeah. Cause everyone has a budget. <laughs> I am super practical. Oh my God. <laughs> Good, good, good. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, have. I know how to stretch every budget there <laughs> is. Also, <laughs> that's another thing. But um, I think, let's see, where, what would I incorporate? Um, probably seeing things through the eyes of someone who did not grow up here. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I don't have those preconceived notions about things. That makes sense, yeah. I don't have judgment about anything in my mind. Mm -hmm. So when I see it, I don't see the oh, 1970s fridge that my you know, parents had in their house, right, or right. the rug right. that a lot of people will see, or the 80s furniture, or right. this is this, or this is that. No, to me, it's all kind of about the same. Right. So I don't have any judgments about anything that I see. Of course, I've been here long enough to know the cultural references about all of it. Mm -hmm. But I don't have this like, oh, I'm not going to go there. Right, or, right. I'm not going to use that. A little that. bit more open, I guess. Yeah, I think I'm much more open-minded because of that. And more free in your, probably in your thinking. Even yes. though you were in a Soviet country, you probably have more ability of a, of a free Yes, and, and we always had so many cultures. Of course, in the United States, you have so many cultures mm -hmm. left and right. So it's, I think it gives me the freedom to kind of see, you know, really have open mind. So do you take risk? You, you mentioned challenge. You like to be challenged. So do you take <laughs> ri risk in your design, you think? Um, sometimes. Sometimes, with, you know, we are sitting here which is the brand new home that we just created um so there are limits to ri risks that i do in new construction let's say but if the client says oh my gosh yeah let's do it and i have a green light yes i would do it <laughs> run for it uh, run for it i definitely do create take risks with myself i would say what i do in my own home um Everywhere else, I will take calculated risks. I'm not just going to do <laughs> probably Makes something sense. like off the wall. And <laughs> because it all comes down to money. Someone has yeah, to pay for it if it always, does not work out. So yeah. I think I'm done paying for things. <laughs> always that budget and that value engineering process, which is the two letters that most designers or creatives don't want to hear is VE. When you do something, because you do stage homes, you do 
your husband is a builder, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And so do you find more freedom or more ability to be more creative if it's a lifestyle of a client that lives in a home or something in this where it's a, almost a blank s- slate where you're kind of creating an environment mm-hmm. for someone to be attracted to? I like the blank slate. Yeah? I do. I do because it gives me opportunity just to kind of imagine what the person who wants to be in this neighborhood mm-hmm. will want and we create it for them. So with the clients, usually they, well, I was going to say they have idea, but a lot of times <laughs> they don't have idea at yeah. all. Sometimes you have all these ideas and sometimes <laughs> yeah. zero. They have no idea whatsoever. Yeah, so I would say I kind of like creating things without anyone specific in mind just because it gives me the freedom and right. I do what I want and I don't have to like be accountable as long as it sells. Well, also not be dictated to or maybe that's not the right were directed consistently, yeah. you know? Yeah, but then again, I'd really like working with input from a client um, to a certain degree. I really enjoy clients that give me green light to do things and trust. Trust your, trust your instinct <laughs> and your... Prof- I mean, you, they hire you for a reason, you know? Obviously, they hire you for a reason for your professional ability to create environments for them, but sometimes... It's hard to be micromanaged as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. The my, I do this, do this, do this, no. Yes. <laughs> but most of my clients are not micromanagers, actually. Most of my clients are free off hands, which mm. is awesome. That's good. That's yeah. good. So when you're in that process, what is your thought process and process in developing an environment for be it a, a clean slate or for a client? Do you gather materials and lay out things and draw and or you start just grabbing and gravitating towards imagery and fabrics and colors or swatches and um, such? I think I like the I start with the feel. What is it gonna feel like? Mm-hmm. And that could be anything. That could be a mixture of materials. A lot of times in new construction that's gonna be a mixture, just a combination of tile and woods and paint colors maybe. Um, you know, it could be anything that jumping up point. I mean, it's uh, it's different for everyone. If it's a remodel situation, it's going to be, you know, we take a look at things that are staying. Mm-hmm. And then we are see, then I want to see, okay, where can we take it? Um, in the new construction, though, it's, um, it's really, we are guided very much with what's selling at the time. If you have to have the pulse on a market, then, you know, you make one, two, three wrong choices and a house sits on the market and that's not what you want. No. (laughs) There goes your budget. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's a tricky one. So with new construction, we kind of... With each house, though, we try out something new. There's going to be one or two elements that Mm -hmm. we try out. And then if it works, great. If it doesn't, it's not big enough change to really offset everything else in the right. house. So it's not going to impact the sellability of a home. So do you look at market trends, both on the construction side and the design side, like Pinterest and all the other mm-hmm. social media platforms out there and television? Are you just like, you know the vision that you want to relay to the potential client? Well, I do look what's out there all the time. Um, It's a big investment from a building standpoint, from Mm -hmm. the builder standpoint. Um, It's a risk every time you build a house, a spec home, really, for everyone. You hope that it sells, and if it doesn't, it's, uh, there's no profit. Oh, you're moving in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so you don't want that. And um, plus, you know, it's our clients. If the clients see the social media, they are influenced by Pinterest, by house, by Instagram. That's the world that they live in. True. Yeah. So I absolutely have to keep abreast of anything that's out there. I wish I could do more 
just whatever I feel like. What comes but to your mind, yeah. yeah, but now in, in reality, we are very much influenced by that and very much driven. Like every decision is driven by that. And now it's not that it's trendy mm -hmm. or it's not just a blind decision to use something because it's trending. And I actually hate it. I right, hate right. that. I honestly, <laughs> I despise that whole world of what's trending and the whole right. influencer deal and the whole, the whole thing that we see out there. Yeah, right. But it's part of our lives. It's what do you do? Yeah, That's tried, what drives. It drives the market the and it sales. drives the clients. It's like they find something. That's what they want because they saw it somewhere or they saw it on television or the influencer and it's the it factor. So I do have to say I haven't watched anything on TV in years. I do see, I do use my phone and right, I look right. at Instagram <laughs> and not so much Pinterest. I haven't really been out on the house in a while, but uh, um, I do, I also work with our clients and our real estate clients and our design clients so closely to where I know what people respond to. Mm -hmm. So really that would be, I would say more than anything, that's what drives me. I would say, um, I know what they like. I know what feels good to them. And uh, a lot of times it will be the things that's trending. Right, that's, right. You know, that's hot right now, the color schemes. That, but in the end of it, at the end of the day, I think that the person, when they walk into the home, they respond to the feel of the home. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you have to be smart about using those trends out there. Very because, true. you know, I... A lot of times I laugh and I say, oh my God, a lot of this new construction that I see left and right is really making my life so much easier. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, when we had the era of beams, people would just put beams. And a lot of times the, I think the builder would think, oh, okay, the bigger beam, the better. Right. Well, no, it's disproportional to the space. Visually. So you do have to understand that Everything has to have a right scale. Everything has to be in proportion to everything else. Mm -hmm. The size of beams, the size of door openings, the height of doors, the light fixture sizes, all that actually creates a cocktail that in the end, you don't know now, you don't know why, but it looks good, it feels good, and it works. People walk in and go, oh my God, this is really nice. You're engaging the senses without them knowing exactly. why they're feeling the way they're feeling. So for me, that would be, I would say, to go back to your like original question, what drives me? I think it's with each space, I would say, I want to find that secret combination of things that and put together, they create that something. Mm -hmm. It's not just flooring or I'm going to update my colors or update the light fixtures. It's pieces, you know. It's and a combination yeah. of it all that in the end is, you know, the sum, the sum is greater than its parts. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's how it is with everything in life. But in design, I do it every day. And that's my really big belief that the... Really, you have to have that special combination of things. And, you know, it also can be the contrast between something modern and something very traditional. And, you know, I personally like very eclectic environments. Same, same. And uh, so... You want to create I, that unique environment that's, I guess, uh, experiential environment for, think again, go mm -hmm. engage the senses so they... They don't know why they're feeling the way they're feeling, but it feels like home to them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of, um, and you know, and with new homes, it's you are creating a background mm -hmm. for everything else that's going to come into the home. Correct. After a fact, after people move in. So I always, for new homes, kind of think in terms, okay, what's going to give me the nice neutral you know, something that's going to give me something neutral, something that's not going to overpower the space, but, but just... adaptable to whoever comes in. Yes. Yeah. They, I mean, they can walk in and it's like, oh yeah, this feels like me, but it's adaptable to whatever they're bringing mm -hmm. into the space as well. Yeah. 
Exactly. So for me, it always, I think that people respond to warmer wood tones. I like to kind of have the good mixture of masculine and feminine in the space. I don't like it to be one way or another. Right, of course, right. you saw the designer showcase house yes. and that's ultra feminine. <laughs> so and as you can see, that's not my daily life, but that was just kind of a Fun thing to do, just because I felt like it. Well, it, it's a peaceful—it's a peaceful room. Yes, I think it has feminine qualities to it. Yes, but it's a peaceful to, room as well. I mean, I would feel relaxed there because it's—it's it's tranquil. Yes. You know, if tranquil uh, tranquility has to be um, deciphered as feminine, then hey, it, it is. Okay, what it is. yeah, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. I think I was thinking of a floral wallpaper, and huh. then you kind of like, okay, yeah. If you're sitting in a garden, you yeah. know, it's a tranquil space. So. It is, and that's what we were inspired. It was the springtime and garden and flowers and blue skies <laughs> like it is today. Hey, it, it works. <laughs> it works. So you work with your husband. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, a lot of couples work together in yes. our industry now, which mm -hmm. seems like the, the, the it thing to do because you see it all over the place. Yeah. So he's a builder. He, you, you design, he builds, and... Mm -hmm. And then you also sell it, correct? Your correct. How how's that? I mean, you well, guys ever sleep? <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> I think we manage to sleep every night. <laughs> no, and it evolved. It was never. It was never meant to be like. It was it. never I a set plan. It was never this like is... a set plan. No, it just kind of evolved into it. I. At one point in my life, I decided to go into real estate, leave to leave the cor corporate world, mm -hmm. and uh, I had a great run with that, and up in the mountains of North Carolina, actually. And um, then we kind of thought it would be always fun and good idea to start our own, our own business. So opportunity arose here in Tulsa. So he is from Tulsa, so we came back to Tulsa to do it, and. Um, of course, there are challenges just because, you know, work never leaves the home, right, you know, right. doesn't leave the work, <laughs> and it can get little too much sometimes. I'm sure he'll tell you the same. <laughs> you got to just like say, you walk in the door, you put your phone down, you turn off the business side of your brain and just, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did. Well, I don't know that I wish it did. It's sometimes I wish it did, but sometimes it's really good to have that. Then. But I probably would not want to trade it for, um, well, for me, for any other profession, whether mm -hmm. we work together or not, I guess. I like the so many aspects of it, and he gets to do something that's, uh, you know, his business. I do like to give him space um, to run the business how he wants to run, and uh, I... I'm definitely doing a lot more things outside of new construction lately, probably in the last two, three years. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of really interesting and challenging for me uh, personally. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a, you know, it's a creative type of lifestyle. Yeah, so yeah. it's, a, you know, you're on, you own your own business so everything is intertwined with that yeah exactly <laughs> comes with a, a large umbrella to cover yeah. a lot of different areas but i try to help in any way i can with the new homes of course and uh, people come to us because i think a lot of the clients know that we will get the house that's not a builder basic house Correct. they will get the home with nice features they mm -hmm. will get the home with the appropriate features they will not get a home with funky exterior right. where you drive by and you <laughs> want to say what were we thinking but um so it's a big investment for our clients whether they do the design or they design or they buy a new home it's a huge investment for them so it does give us a lot of yeah, you know, it's a lot of it's a big responsibility, mm -hmm. really, when you think about it. Absolutely. Well, they're putting a lot of faith and money into your hands when you're mm -hmm. you're doing a home. So, are you guys purely uh, on the residential sector? Um, on the residential new construction, mm -hmm. yes. 
I have done commercial work. Um, I've just remodeled the big building for somebody in Tulsa, and that was really challenging and really interesting, and I loved it. <laughs> you loved it. We'll I see. loved it, and it wasn't like a, uh, you know, huge, right. creative. Uh, so, so what did you love about it? Because you, you, you go back to you like to be in challenge, so... Was it just something out of the, the norm that? <laughs> yes. Yes? <laughs> yes, it was out of the norm. Uh, B, I really liked it. It was enormous, big, huge, two-story building. Really? So I really thought, hmm, if I can do this, what else can I do? <laughs> hey, that's, that's good because it means you're uh, always open to learn and, yes. and, and, and push uh, yourself. And... I mean, but to see the people come in once it was finished and uh take their photos in the space yeah. and uh you know bring their family members in the space and say this is where we'll be working i was like oh my god this is so exciting it's like the rewarding effect afterwards it is super rewarding and uh to see the space that was i mean you did not want to touch anything in it it really? was something from late 70s, early 80s, and, you know, the plastic was that yellow that turns green or white that turns yellow. Right. Oh, <laughs> wow. Old printers and old data lines everywhere. And, I mean, it was, oh, it was a little scary, but... Um, so it was a complete gut job? Pretty much. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I was... I mean, we updated every surface in the really? place, yeah. How long did it take you? About six months. That's pretty quick. Eight months. That's, that's not bad. That's pretty mm -hmm. expeditious. Yeah, that's fast. Fast turnaround. And they're moved in now? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. So what is something that you desire to do that you, just given that you're so busy um, <laughs> and multi-talented and multifaceted, Besides painting piano, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> um, what's something that you really want to do that you just said, okay, I, I need to dedicate my time at some point to achieve this and do this? Uh, professionally? Um, professionally, creatively, or just um, if you want to take a clay class and start, you know, creating pottery, whatever. I mean, um, as a creative person, I guess. As a creative person, I always thought I would love to learn how to paint. Yeah? Yeah. I still think that there's I some will blank do walls it. here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I you know, <laughs> I I have done walls. I have repainted like my old houses, like top to bottom. Of course, I paint the furniture. I do all kinds of creative projects, but like actually, like fine art painting really? or at least contemporary artwork would think would be really interesting to at least try out because I feel like. I could do something with it, but of course, right. you know, it's like, it could be the case of uh, how, you know, how you imagine you look when you're dancing and then how you're actually dancing. Right, true. Well, <laughs> good knows? thing there's not any music playing right now. I, I wouldn't show you my so dance skills. So that would skills. be one thing. Um, I am definitely interested in maybe finding a property to renovate that, um, like every few years I mm -hmm. renovate something like I take on a new project for myself and uh, that'd be fun to me that's something that's always so would you get in there and actually do the work no could you no <laughs> <laughs> if I can help it <laughs> you'll call your husband <laughs> well I would call the contractor yeah. <laughs> like subcontractors yes um but, you know, I'm getting all these, I'm doing all these really fun projects that just keep my creativity, like, on the front burner all the time. Oh, it's, um, I'm working on a downtown condo in Tulsa. Um, uh, there's a property in Riga, Latvia that I'm renovating. Wow. And that's been also very interesting just because you're dealing with contractors and people on the other side of the world. Right. Um, you know, there's your 
some other projects here and also in resi you know, residences that I'm kind of probably going to be starting soon. So there's always something and it just kind of appears. And That's good. So that means you're busy, you're popular, you have a natural talent where people are knocking on your door. So that's a good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so far I feel very... <laughs> so far so good, I'm not going to wood. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so before we got on the air, you mentioned that you're painting a piano, which is a beautiful uh, piece of the musical instrument. I mean, is this something that you wanted to do, or did the, when you saw the piece for sale, inspire you to yeah. paint it? My train of thought on that was that I wanted to have a piano at my home. I grew up with piano. I played piano for 10, 11, 12 years mm -hmm. myself uh, growing up. Um, now my son is taking piano lessons. Um, and I wanted to have a real piano at home instead of a keyboard, which I tried before and it just yeah. didn't like really the do same anything. Sound. Just to, you know, went out <laughs> into a donation pile a few months later. Uh, but, um, so my dilemma was kind of like, okay, do I go through the expense and efforts of figuring out how to buy the, some kind of the baby grand piano right, right. or one of those deals, which would also mean kind of redesigning my whole living room <laughs> and, you know, just changing everything around. Uh, and I did not want to do that or... Do I just find a piece that I can incorporate already in what mm -hmm. I have? And I finally found this, uh, after lots of searches, I found this uh, piano from 1940s that has these beautiful Art Deco lines. And uh, it came with a piano bench that also has these beautiful curved Art Deco sides on it. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's... Um, did not look that great, uh, but it played well. It sounded great, actually. The people whose home it came from, they they're piano players, so they, you know, they still like they had it and right. used it in their home. So it wasn't something that just had been Definitely, sitting yeah. somewhere, right, being dilapidated. So, um, but then, yeah, I I got into my house and. I looked at it and I figured that it's not gonna, that it's gonna like be absolutely perfect in that one spot. And if I just could just change the finish on it, it's just gonna blend in seamlessly and you will never know there is a piano because it's not a big, huge thing, right. but it's a normal size piano. And now that it's finished, I like, I am so, so happy and I like, I heard someone speak about it a while back, and you know, we talked. They talked about the values of pianos mm -hmm. and how they're, you know, and so unless it's something that's really serious, music instrument, really, the way someone explained to me, it's just there for for you, for yeah, for you to enjoy. Right. So I figured I'm not gonna lose anything by paying <laughs> it. <laughs> But I can also create something that fits well, looks amazing, looks great, and uh, you know, I'm crazy like that. I think musical instruments like that always warm a space and warm a home. Well, it because, brings life yeah. into a space. Because whether it's me, like I'll sit down and play something, or my son sits down and plays something, it, like it brings in life into a space. Yeah, absolutely. So being a designer, and I, I, I can probably answer this for you, when you walk into space, you start criticizing or asking yourselves no. why this, this, this. Uh, it's not criticizing, it's improving. Okay. <laughs> it's a public service. <laughs> I'll go with that. All right, improving. All right. Okay. Would you be your own worst client? <sighs> well. And do you change up your home mm. consistently? I consistently change parts of it, I think, because it's consistently evolving. I see things that I'm really happy and maybe right now I don't have resources or, or I don't have the time to find something mm -hmm. or I just haven't found something for the spot. So 
I will live with it and maybe I'll put something there that looks fine. Maybe it's not everything I ever wanted, but it looks fine. Mm -hmm. So, but then if I come across something that I know will work better in the spot, yeah, I will change it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, uh, what was the first part of the question? <laughs> oh, because you said you improve something when you walk into a space. Because I know some creative designers, when they walk in spaces, they start criticizing or but improving, I like I like that terminology. You improve the space because you you see the, a different vision or different aesthetic. But I, I asked, would you be your own worst client? Okay, would I? No, I think I have pretty good idea yeah. of what I like and what I don't like. I actually have like I have a pretty clear idea of what I like and what I don't like. That's and I good. think the older I get, the more clear it becomes. Yeah. So I am not. Um, I would probably not be great about timely selections because like when I do things for myself, mm -hmm. I mean, I've had to pick a bathroom vanity for two weeks now and I still haven't done it. For yourself so, or for, for myself? For myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, I am not a great client for myself because I do probably put myself in the last place. Right, right. I understand that. Yeah, so some of that thing just kind of gets pushed to the side, and then at the end of the day, I'm just too tired. So, because I've been making 10,000 other decisions right. for our people or our projects. So, do you get the, do I you, know what I like. And well, that's good. <laughs> I probably would change my house daily if I could. <laughs> um, do you get the perpetual friends and family? Oh, we got a question. Would you help us with this? No. No? No. Well, lucky? Sometimes. sometimes. Sometimes, but with that, I really don't mind. I feel like, okay, nice. Yeah. They, uh, we got the time. Yeah. If I have time, I am very busy. So with that, they do need to understand that if I don't text them back right. today or tomorrow or three days from now, it's not that I forgot about it. I just, you know, I have other things to take care of so that's uh, that comes with that understanding I right. hope so if they are okay with it I'm very happy to help right it is a job you need to work yeah <laughs> you need to get paid yeah, exactly <laughs> and I am helping several of them right now yeah yeah so the only difference is that yeah maybe sometimes I will go without responding for for a few days longer right. I'm ignoring <laughs> you so Given when you started your career in this industry, what have what have you seen change drastically? Or do you still think we're still designing per basis um, in clients' directions? Or do you think all this other stuff that's happening, TV and Instagram and Pinterest, is kind of uh, muddying the water, I guess? Yes, it is muddying the water. Well, I think that... I don't know how it was before because I really, I think as long as I remember, I've, as long as I've been doing this, we've had some sort of social media mm -hmm. out there already with uh, home accounts and home furnish, you know, the, the decorators mm -hmm. doing their thing and Instagram stars doing their thing and Pinterest boards. Um, I think it's just assumed that in this day and age, people will come to you with a long list of things they've seen somewhere else. Correct. But I think what it's really doing, and it really, I don't like it at all, is that people don't think for themselves. I feel like everything is just very much trend-driven, like we talked about, and people like what majority of people like. Mm -hmm. They don't have their own thoughts where people are afraid to just say, you know what, this is not for me. Right. You know, we, in new home building, of course, you see the, you know, modern farmhouse. <laughs> true. Light exteriors. Right. <laughs> Dark exteriors. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's beautiful. You look on, you pull up Instagram and there are all these creator accounts of beautiful music and these dreamy spaces and one is dreamier than the other 
but then you kind of have the real life and uh <laughs> yeah you have you have four dogs and four kids at home you don't really it's not gonna work for you <laughs> yeah so i think for i mean it's just gotten out of control really yeah. if i'm gonna say honestly i think the whole influence and i really don't like that people are you know they don't really examine they don't really think of what's right for them or what's not they just kind of go with what's mm -hmm. it's more i think imagery basis like i like this picture yeah. like when someone go gets their haircut they want to look like you're not going to look like like that person after you, well, you get out of there you know so is it really going to fit your life or you just what what are you drawn and to? it's the whole cookie cutter yeah. environments that people live in uh people want you know same things mm -hmm. over and over and over again and of course um maybe when you're redesigning a space you have a little bit more leeways a lot of times with new construction you have the budgets of course but then you're gonna have to you know same tile to choose from and really everyone in town kind of goes to the same supplier to buy things from and then of course if you want to vary out of it uh, you know wear out of it it's gonna be um something that much more expensive a lot of times so it's like yeah you don't like it but then you kind of have to live with it but i do wish that people injected more of their personality into right into how they live into really into everything mm -hmm. and how they dress and how they go about their lives and so on and so on because it's it's like i see people day in day out but they don't think for themselves right right <laughs> they're over inundated with imagery it's like you have to look like this it's like no you have personality you have character you need to really determine who you are and yeah how you fit not yeah of course you want it to feel current you want yeah. it to feel up to date you want it to feel fresh but it takes a little bit more i think thinking a little bit more scheming to get that result mm -hmm. than just copying something right. off the Taking an image social of... media. <coughs> yeah. So what's next for Gunther Sandmeyer? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some sleep, more work. <laughs> uh, it's a busy week ahead. We have a new uh, intern that started with us, so... I probably need to spend more time with her and kind of get her up to speed on some of the things right. that we do. Um, of course, we're going into summer and I have some projects lined up already that will be probably taking up all of my summer. So I probably will not be taking on new things until the fall <laughs> because I also want to travel. I want to take some time off and I don't know, go to Latvia, go other places and right. enjoy summer. And of course we are in Oklahoma, so go to the lake and enjoy all the good things there. And <laughs> good things in life. So any closing words of wisdom? Oh gosh. <laughs> To you or to, in general, to anyone? So, to anyone. <laughs> well, what's your, I guess, what's your mantra? What do you tell yourself to be that you're a very busy person? What do you tell yourself every day? It's like, keeps you going. Uh, well, keep it interesting. <laughs> is that a mantra? It is. It is. I'll well, go with it. I, I like... I like surrounding myself with people that do things that are thinking people, mm -hmm. I would say. And so, you know, I think that creating a beautiful life is another thing that I'm striving to do for myself and mm -hmm. for the people that I work with. I like variety. I like interesting things. So I don't know if there's a good one-liner but i could say <laughs> nah, there's no one-liner but i think for uh, for everyone else i would like to since it's this is design related i think that people should not be afraid to kind of think for themselves and really learn what it is that works for them yeah that's a good one yeah and go oh. with it and go with it yeah 
<laughs> well, that has been wonderful. Um, thank you so much for joining us today and being on the show. Well, thank you. Um, it's an honor. And for those that don't know, we've kind of worked together in, in essence. We've done a yeah. show house and our rooms are right next to each other. So uh, it's it was nice. It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure <laughs> to watch <laughs> you work. Oh. <laughs> the, mad, the mad scientist, I, yes. I call it. But um I just want to touch on one other thing because we we talked about it um, over lunch one day. I guess you'd call it lunch about uh, mentoring and teaching your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, being a busy mom, that that's an important factor for you. That you're teaching them to that you could not necessarily have it all, but you have to have both components of your life. Exactly, I'm a big believer in that. Whether I do more of it sometimes a little bit less of it depending on what's going on in our lives i do think that it's uh it's really helpful to have ways for us as women to express ourselves to do something that we can pour ourselves into Mm -hmm. um and i'm not you know i'm not saying in addition to all the family things that we do because the reality is that women probably do carry most of the household you know household work on their shoulders so um you know but it's uh it's given me a really good creative outlet and just ability to apply myself and to kind of also to for me to just become a person that who mm-hmm. i the person that i am that's important by factor. doing work it's a it's i think a, a learning lesson that you know you're teaching your children that you have a you have a career, you have a passion, you have a drive, and it's an important factor for boys mm-hmm. or girls to take from their parents that you know. To that, me, that was important to teach them that yeah. aspect of life. Absolutely. Well, Gunta, again, thank you for coming <laughs> on the show today. It's been such a great pleasure. Well, thank you, Craig. It's right. been a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>